It's Monday. It's August 31st. And the word of the day is hagiography, which means biography that idealizes the subject. Used in a sentence, oh my fucking Jesus shitting ass fucking Christ, are you fucking kidding me with all this goddamn hagiography bullshit? Uh, see, I thought it was going to be a biography that inevitably leads to a trial at the Hague, in which case I thought oh, it would have okay. been spot on this week. I s- <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with all that, but I look, I got to be honest with you guys, I'm still giddy from getting to do the It's Monday bit. Do you know how long I've been waiting to do that? Oh. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm Andrew Torres. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we watched the RNC so you don't have to. We learned that Trump was doing much better before he started doing worse. <laughs> and we were reminded that Eli's impressions are even better than you remember. Damn right. Oh my God. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Did you know that Donald Trump presided over the greatest economy in American history? Did you know that the Democrats support partial birth abortions? Did you know that ending cash bail means just letting everyone go home? Well, if you didn't, it's because either A, you didn't watch the Republican National Convention, or B, you fact-checked it afterwards. And unfortunately, (laughs) we all fall into the latter category, goddammit. So, Andrew, Eli, what, what would you say that we learned from watching this 10 plus hour dispatch from Earth 2. Well, Noah, I I learned that the United States is a brutal dystopian hellhole in which violent thugs have invaded the suburbs and declared war on honest, gun-toting white folks. So, uh, four more years? (laughs) (laughs) That was the whole fucking Uh, message. So weird. Yeah. See, I learned that cancel culture has actually become a sentient black woman who will come and get you fired from your job. Either that or everyone at the RNC is fucking insane. One of those two things is a true statement. Yeah. So, okay. So before we dive into the speakers themselves, I I suppose we should break down the platform. And with that out of the way, I guess we can turn to the speakers. (laughs) But but seriously, Andrew, you've you've been paying attention to this shit longer than I have. How unusual is it to just not have... A platform. Well, the Republican Party was founded in 1854, and they've put out a platform in every presidential election since. <laughs> so, so yes, no, no. I, Donald Trump managed to do what the Civil War could not. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and and look, like this isn't just liberal whining, right? Like it's a big deal that parties commit in writing what it is they intend to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, look, we got big fucking hints in 2016 that maybe Trump was a Russian stooge when his operatives intervened and took out stock Republican language that was in the platform about offering military support to Ukraine. And they they took it out. Right. Like it matters. And not just at the margins. Well, right. They spent the whole damn thing talking about how he'd kept promises. They never mentioned which ones without highlighting the fact that he like went out of his way not to make any this time around. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got a pile of shit to deal with. that's big enough to turn back Ellie Sattler. So we're going to need a minute before we dive in. We'll take a quick break from our first sponsor this week. Butcher Box. Hey, Andrew, are you going to Eli's vegan barbecue? Vegan barbecue? 
Oh, yeah, man, there's going to be tofu dogs, garden patties, and, of course, a smoked watermelon. Uh, it, it, and, and you're excited for this. Well, of course I am. After all, the whole world is vegan now. No! Hey, Andrew, Andrew, what's the matter, man? Oh, God, no. I I just had the most awful dream. It was It was a world without meat. Silly, Andrew. You never have to worry about that, thanks to ButcherBox. What's ButcherBox? Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Plus, it's packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum-sealed so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. Wow, that does sound good. What, what are their options? Well, they've got 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaska salmon, and sugar and nitrate-free bacon. Mmm, that sounds amazing, but is it affordable? It sure is. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except Alaska and Hawaii. And right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription. Just go to ButcherBox.com slash Skeptocrat. That's ButcherBox.com slash Skeptocrat. Thanks, Noah. Now, that still doesn't explain why you're in my bed. I, I like to be the big spoon. Oh, I see. That makes sense. And we're back for the breakdown. So I, now I want to say for my money, uh, they really blew their load on night one. Definitely the strongest lineup. And uh, and like, I mean, from an I'm going to be sick of this by tomorrow perspective. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to it, it just it got so goddamn bad by the end of it. Um, and by the way, our amount of detail in our notes is going to reflect that (laughs) so we're going to open up with oh my god his face really is that much smaller than his head also known as charlie kirk (laughs) he just comes out hello for the last time i am not the lemon heads mascot please stop asking me (laughs) uh leading off with charlie kirk is the republican party's way of saying yep we think the james Lindsay vote is the key to this election right (laughs) yep his whole shtick is the oh concern Conservatives are so oppressed on college campuses. I mean, as long as you don't ask me why I accepted an honorary degree from Liberty fucking University, which will kick you out for watching PG-13 movies. But no, right. right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But let's get pissy about the ones that will kick you out for using the N word. I love it. So just to give you the opening bid of the hyperbole in this convention is Charlie Kirk calling the election, quote, a decision between preserving America as we know it and eliminating everything we love. That's where the hyperbole starts. Yep. That's the level we're going to start at. Also, this is where he let us know he's only 26. And (laughs) fuck being evil is hard on the complexion. It must be. (laughs) I'm no gracefully aging swan, but fuck Charlie Kirk. 26, buddy? Get a moisturizer. (laughs) Yeah, Charlie Cook looks like he is your hard drinking uncle, Eli. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. He says, we're kicking doctors off social media. And I wrote, yeah, just because they warn us about a little bit of demon sperm. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) All right. So and then we hear from uh, the man so conservative, he tells his barber to give him the Reagan and his prostitute to give him the trickle down. Matt Gates. I want to punch his face so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I want to punch him. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I, I like to think that the tall Tyler of RNC scheduling lost a bet as to, hey, man, I bet I could find someone more punchable than Charlie Kirk. And then had to be like, oh, yeah, good one, Matt Gates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, we're going to get Mitch McConnell before this whole fucking thing is over. So, yeah, we, we just ramp it all. It ends on Trump, right? So <laughs> I did. I did, however, have a realization during Matt Gates' speech, which is really interesting. He's not evil. He's dangerously mentally ill. Some, yep. Somewhere between him invoking the world topians and the slam poem where he said, first comes the mind, then the making, first comes the vision, <laughs> then the work. I was like, oh, you're, it was like the crazy guy on the bus. I was like, oh, you're, you're about to tell me about lizards. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scooching my way towards the other side of the bus. <laughs> Still a practicing attorney in the state of Florida. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That's no, fun, fun fact, opening arguments listeners actually flooded the Florida bar with ethics complaints and forced them to open an investigation into whether to disbar Matt Gates. I mean, oh, nice. they, they should, they, they, they won't, and, and it won't matter. But still, I was, I was proud yeah, of No, him. right. Like, listeners. if he gets disbarred because of the libs, then that's actually probably a good thing from career-wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somehow know. he ends up on Roy Moore's legal team anyway. It's really confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So and then and then, of course, now the, the his central argument seems to be that under Biden, they're going to let Mexicans live right next to you, like right beside you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just I just had those fond flashbacks to Hillary Clinton's promise of a taco truck on every corner. And right. I could yeah. really go for some tacos right about. Oh, now. absolutely. <laughs> All right. So then we oh, God, we hear from fucking white fear personified in the form of two people invited to the convention simply because they pointed loaded weapons at the blacks mark and patricia mccloskey hi we're the gun pointing lawyers we made it to the rnc because a swastika painted on the side of a temple couldn't make it Uh, yeah right (laughs) yeah when when this news broke i actually banned like a dozen people from the oa facebook community for spreading like liberal fake news until i realized that no no this this actually did happen yeah these these are the first but by no means the last actual criminals to speak at the rnc that's right. not a joke that's just a statement of oh, fact yeah yeah like i said this this all ends in donald trump so yeah yeah no there are more to come but yeah it's so amazing and they even say that in their speech they're like well you know you saw us out there pointing guns at peaceful people for walking by our home and everything and and, and would you believe that the only people that got charged with a crime at the end of that were us it's crazy <sighs> not the people we were pointing guns at we're white. <laughs> and look, I know there's a lot of issues to take with these people, but I'm sorry. Was that the best job she could do with her eye makeup? It's the most public <laughs> thing. You couldn't go to Sephora, buy a shadow, let her help you out. Huh? Oh, man. No? Oh, and I, I love this imagery, too. Cause there's one point where uh, Mark McCloskey is saying, like, you know, he's talking about the protesters outside of his house. And he's like, these are the people that will be in charge. And as he's saying it, it's just showing us black people. Yep. Right. They're not doing anything. They're just being black. Why would you show the photos as you're telling your lie about the mob, right? They're like, when the mob came to our door, very clear photo of three teenagers and a future congresswoman. <laughs> Right, they were walking by <laughs> until you started pointing guns at them and yelling. Right, there. It's not like they. It's not like they were going to their house right. even. Yeah, 
Yeah, but they assure us Donald Trump is just like them. He'd point a gun at a black guy for walking <laughs> near his home, too. Uh, first factual statement of the RNC. There you go. <laughs> An hour and a half in, but, you know, about time. Uh. But so they, but I, I, I think that they're the reason they were there, and I wondered about that too, right? Because like when I first saw this on Facebook, I was just like Andrew. I'm like, oh come on, this is bullshit. You know, this is the same as the guy who said that the COVID bat was going to be speaking at the <laughs> RNC, right? Um, but no, this was this was true, and I realized the reason is because they're there to support this idea that the Democrats are dangerous for people who live in suburbia. They're coming for your suburbs. Yeah, what, right? Andrew, do you know what this insanity means? They say this like a hundred times. They want to abolish the suburbs yeah uh it's it's a it's a precise legal term uh and it means let black people peacefully march down our streets even though we have a gate and everything you guys <laughs> yep yep it, it, it means let black people live in your neighborhood mm-hmm. right they, they're, they're barely yeah. even trying no. to code it yeah it's redlining the convention um, yep um, oh, and then, okay, all right, and then we get to the one that everybody was kind of waiting for. Probably, honestly, the most insane speech. Like if, like if you set aside who these people are and the fact that they're talking and everything in the first place, I think the most insane speech award has to go to Kimberly Guilford uh, <laughs> when she walked out. Anna said, "Oh my God, I love that drag queen." <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, my first note here is, okay, let's see how far I can make it into my speech without yelling. Who had zero seconds? Z- zero, zero seconds? Yeah, yeah, that's a tie. Oh, my uh. God. Yeah, and I should point out, by the way, that the hyperbole at this point has gone from the greatest economy in American history, not even the greatest economy in my lifetime, uh, to the greatest economy the world has ever known. <laughs> Um, and of course, now this people have really raked this over the coals already. So the, the, we're going to be pointing out things that a lot of people have already pointed out about this speech. For example, the fact that she says that she's a first generation American because <laughs> her mom's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> yes. Uh, but but look, in fairness, her hair isn't bleached platinum blonde. So at the RNC, that counts as diversity. Yeah, exactly. that's true. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, and, and she also says, like, you know, I know all about socialism. I grew up in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> she also is remembering to smile at the weirdest times, right? Like, mm-hmm. she obviously had a beauty pageant coach instead of a speech and debate coach. So she'd be like, cancel culture, murder, death, smile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and honestly, like her just screaming out cancel cultural murder death is not that far off of what we actually get. At one point, she says, and I quote, human sex drug traffickers should not be allowed to cross our border. <sighs> oh, it's hard to read the slash. I get it. Yeah. I get it. What? <laughs> I mean, I agree. I, <laughs> I, I, I had notes, but once I started seeing the Rita Repulsa memes that were circulating, I, I realized I could just scratch those out and let those yeah. speak for yeah, me. Yeah, we're not going <sighs> to we're not gonna outdo that. I, I love, I just wanted to point this one out, too. This is such amazing bullshit, right? She says that the left, the Democrats, will try to lure you in with victim ideology, hoping that you've already forgotten that the immediate previous speaker spent several minutes trying to convince us that they were the victims of black people walking by their house <laughs> yeah it's, it's tough to arrange this lineup because it's a it's victim not victim victim not victim 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 yeah. shit ah we did two in a row <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. And, but, yeah, so she wraps up, seems as surprised as I am that she didn't summon anything from the pits <laughs> of Ranthor with that clothes of hers. <laughs> right? Um, and I guess, okay, so, and I guess they got Don Jr. there by just, like, leaving one continuous line of cocaine between his house and the podium, like a trail of fucking breadcrumbs. He shows up on a blow-powered rocket ship, guys. <laughs> <sighs> Anna was, Anna didn't know because she hasn't seen some of this cokey, so Anna turns to me and she goes, was he just crying? And I was like, I mean. <laughs> well, probably. It could be yeah. both. <laughs> it could be both. I, I, Anna and I have so much in common. <laughs> he's also doing that thing with his eyes where he's going to do the coke nap, right? Where the eyes close and you get quiet for a second just to calm things in his thought. I thought he was going to spit out a penny any minute. <laughs> a, a, a coke nap is it? Spit out a penny? I am learning so much from this RNC convention recap show. Um, yes. Yeah, so, okay, so first of all, he is physically incapable of not whacking his goddamn microphone. <laughs> I know, as a podcaster, I'm like hypersensitive. It was like, it was like oh. listening to Eli stand still, right? Yeah. It was, it was yeah. so bad. Um, and I just had to point this out at one point. He's talking about the coronavirus, and he says there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, bad idiom when you're talking about a fatal disease, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to head towards the light as a nation. <laughs> I, I, I have something so important, so spiritually important to me. I watched it a million times. He cannot do finger quotes and I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. What he does. I watched it. I've analyzed it very deeply. What he does is he just each finger does a small scratching motion, but about a second out of time with the other one. Yep. Yeah. So he's like finger <laughs> quote, but it's like two little mice are trying to burrow their way out of his consciousness as he does it. <laughs> I am convinced he does it that way because if he didn't, his dad would think he was showing off the size of his hands and hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is going to replace See the Bunnies Agree on my list of Eli finger quotes. Yeah, so, okay, so I'll admit pretty much all my notes were stop hitting the goddamn microphone or I will hunt you down like Munich. <laughs> no, fun fact, Thomas Smith messaged me 17 times during this speech. So. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. We were just talking about Don Jr. and his cocaine habit, and we've got an erectile dysfunction-related sponsor this week, so I think this is a perfect time to take a quick break for a word from our second sponsor this week, Roman. Hey, podcast listener. Did you know that erectile dysfunction is super common? Some might say as common as rain. What, uh, this? No, uh, I'm pretty sure there's just someone on the roof with a bucket. It's, it's not... It's not rain. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. I, I'm not a guy who needs an umbrella. No, I just I just need to relax, and it'll stop raining in a second. It will. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com slash Skeptocrat today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Skeptocrat. You know what? Now that I think of it, I actually don't want to go outside today. Uh, it's, it's not because it's raining, though, because it's actually not raining. GetRoman.com slash Skeptocrat. Erectile dysfunction is common, but 
Excuses are optional. The pipe is broken. (laughs) (laughs) That one works either way. And we're back. We've got one more speaker to deal with on night one. But before we get to that, um, Eli wanted to prove to us that he really did watch the speeches. Uh, So he's put together a quick quiz for some of the uh, night one speakers. Eli, I'll throw it to you. That's right. All right, guys. First question of the night. How many people would have to die in an accident that also killed Charlie Kirk for it not to be worth it? Oh, yeah. Is it a 20? B, no. 200. Nope. Or C, 175,000 and counting. <laughs> okay. Well, it can't be A or B. It's definitely, <laughs> so like, in the process of elimination, it must be C. What's, what's secret answer D? Uh, this year will never end, and right. my life is a series of numbers. Sure, sure. Uh, second question. What's the weirdest thing about Matt Gates? One. Hmm. The fact that he pretended his son was his assistant until someone <laughs> called him a racist. B, the tweet about his son where he displayed him like a prize-winning horse. That that was weird. That was <laughs> or, totally fucking weird. Or C, the tremendous amount of evidence that he's actually just fucking that guy and the excuse he came up with for his gay lover is, this is my son. God, I just I just wish we could free all of these people from the shackles of conservative Christianity. Like, there's nothing wrong (laughs) with living with a dude that you like to. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But there is something wrong with what you're doing. Yeah. But honestly, (laughs) I'm going to go off the map again, Eli, and I'm going to go with secret answer D. There are so many weirder fucking things about (laughs) the conspiracy theorist insane person game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, How much coke? Did Don Jr. do for his speech? A, a lot of cocaine. B, hey man, are you sure you're going to be okay doing another line? Or C, stop saying it's a party, it's just you and me in the bathroom, and I've just been standing here watching you do cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go D, Scarface Pile. (laughs) Scarface Pile is correct, yes. (laughs) I was going to go with C, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> defer. I am the resident expert after all. <laughs> I exactly. don't believe me. I was serious on deferring. <laughs> all right, so and then we're going to wrap uh, night one with the single black Republican senator, Tim Scott. Or, as, as Donald Trump calls him, John Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> we have special back from the grave. Yeah, so... And I love this, too. Right away, basically, the message of Tim Scott's speech is, and I quote, this election isn't just about Donald Trump. I'm like, wow, that's a hell of an endorsement. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tim Scott, and I'm one of the good ones, I promise. <laughs> I also love this this moment where he's like, I ran against Strom Thurmond's son. Uh, most of you probably voted for him. Yeah. Not- not sure why I'm bringing <laughs> or this up. Or as I up. call them, my base. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the fucked up thing is, right? He's trying to make the argument that South Carolina isn't racist because they, you know, in the primary, they chose him over literally a segregationist son. <laughs> 
He also does a little run through of all of Joe Biden's gaffes about black people. And I was like, oh, oh, do we want to compare Joe Biden and Donald Trump's verbal gaffes about black people? Because I'll play that game God. if you want to, Tim. We can play oh. the who said worse stuff about black people. And he, he wraps his whole little thing up by being like, in conclusion, my grandfather would fucking hate me. I mean, hate me. Hate me as a person. I dishonor his memory by my very existence. Anyway, bye-bye. God bless you. God bless you. Bless God you. God bless you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, he actually makes the argument that, like, you know, we're doing fine because America is less racist than it was when his grandfather was growing up in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. And and I hate to fact check, but like, that's not true. Right. Wow. Like, I, yeah, like really. Calvin, Calvin Schemerhorn put, put, you know, did an exhaustive research. In 18, and I, I know this isn't funny, but like, it, it's true. In 1863, right, pre-Civil War, black Americans owned one half of one percent of the national wealth and eight generations and a civil war later, it's one and a half percent. Wow. Yeah. Look at you getting that extra percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By that, by that rate, like, we'll be fine by 2784. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So, Tim Scott wraps. That ends uh, night one. But we there's four goddamn nights of this. So, it's time for us to move on to the B-listers that populated night two of the convention. Uh, and there are only a few. And now we, there were a lot of speakers we didn't talk about. There are even more speakers we won't talk about in night two because... Damn, if I was going to watch as much the second night around, <laughs> I knew what I was getting into this time. I cut down the list. So we're going to start off with the man who kicked off his political career arguing that restaurants shouldn't have to serve black people if they don't want to. Yeah, Rand that's true. Paul. Yeah. yeah, right. You can still find fucking video of him making that argument on the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I want to buy his neighbor a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and what blows my fucking noodle about Rand Paul is that he dedicates most of his speech to like, oh, Joe Biden was for the Iraq war. Republicans, the Iraq war was your thing. It was yes. your fucking war. This would be like four years from now being like Joe Biden supported Donald Trump. I feel like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Uh. I, j- I just want to lay down the marker now because in 2024, Rand Paul is going to try to be at the head of the line of a bunch of opportunists who are like, oh, no, I was I was never uh, a pro Trump. And like, yes. don't let him fucking rewrite history like that sycophant came to this goddamn convention and tried to convince you that Donald Trump was not a monster. Remind Uncle Frank of that in four years. Yes, what? absolutely. Good point. Try because Uncle Frank will be be dead of covid but i get it i well, get right. where you're going. Hey, <laughs> yes. well, you know that's one fewer voter God, I, sh- <laughs> I gotta stop saying that out loud yeah <laughs> uh yeah but so it, it, Rand paul though assures us that donald trump does intend to spend the next four years ending the wars that he didn't end in the last four years. he's gonna though he's gonna any minute now <laughs> it, it's also when he's gonna build infrastructure any minute now. <laughs> right shouldn't libertarians be anti-infrastructure in the first right? place right? Like, <laughs> the free market handle that shit hell yeah um so yeah so he he fucks off and then it's time for they're making tiny little marionettes out of the baby parts mm. herself. Abby Johnson, the woman that the goddamn my pillow guy made a movie about. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That I watched. 
with my <sighs> eyes. Yeah, so she tells us the story of how in 2009, she was working at uh, Planned Parenthood when they came to her and asked her to string together enough embryos, like, you know, to make those little folded paper accordion thingies. And she <laughs> said, enough is enough. So she quit. Yeah. Right? She's also going to tell us about how Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was racist. And I wrote in my I, notes, if you hate Margaret Sanger, you're going to hate the guy you're advocating for. Right, you're like, your guy uh, is racist now. <laughs> also, and like, I, I, I can't say this enough, right? Like, I did an entire OA on this episode. Like, this is one of the most pernicious lies that the right wing has managed to embed into our cultural consciousness just by repeating it over and over again. Like, it found its way into a fucking Clarence Thomas dissent, right? Like it, it, no, for the record, <laughs> Margaret Sanger was neither a racist nor a eugenicist. And anything you've seen is either a made up by David Barton or B wildly out of context. Margaret Sanger <laughs> yeah. worked with prominent African American leaders in the yes. first half of the 20th century. It, uh, it, uh, this, uh, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I gotta <laughs> no, go no, take I, my I, blood pressure pills now. Yeah, by all means. I mean, it, it, no, they, they, look, it, we're here to do comedy, but you can't go through this shit without doing the basic fact checks, right? Like that—that's that's part of the whole fucking purpose of this. Like they, you know, like she because she goes off on her little story about how she saw an abortion once and she watched as the baby desperately begged for its life. Look you know, your heart, Doc. Yeah. Look into your heart. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <sighs> She tells us, she's like, I know what an abortion smells like. Did you even know abortions had a smell? I'm like, I would guess buttery. <laughs> <laughs> See, I said, is it you? Because if I could guess what it smells like, it would be Adam Johnson. <laughs> Oh, and I, I have to point this one out. We're mostly speaking, sticking to the speakers, but I have to, because this is where uh, tr Trump trots out the newly minted Americans, because humans make the best props. Oh. And the, the YMCA diversity of this fucking thing, it's like, it, <laughs> it, you, you, I guarantee you they asked that one guy if he had a sombrero he could wear. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. A a after this little bit, like the Super Friends lineup from the 1970s called, and they were like, hey man, this seems a little tokenizing. <laughs> <laughs> In a truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, and okay, so and in in case you weren't already clear on how hard the Hatch Act could go fuck itself, we now hear from Mike Pompeo live from Jerusalem. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I assume that you have me on to confirm. And again, speaking as general counsel of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm <laughs> LLC and a practicing attorney for nearly a quarter of a century, yes. Mike Pompeo was committing a federal crime with yes. his speech. That's not rhetoric. That's not just because he's a Christian dominionist who lobbied Trump for months to assassinate Soleimani. That's mm -hmm. true and a war crime. But seriously, like, this is a violation of federal law and people should care. Sorry, I realized this, right, that's no, and, not and funny. And the fucking, the goddamn theme of the convention was we're the law and order guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're <laughs> breaking the law in their we're the law and order guys speeches. <laughs> I also love this speech because it was like, all right, enough of just the irritating. Let's get on to how dangerous we are. Because that, <laughs> that Sandman kid, you were just like, oh, hateable faces. But no, I literally believe it's my job to bring about the end of the world and place Christ in his thrown at the godhead <laughs> can, can, can we do a two-hour like sidebar here on fucking like 
quote pro Israel Republicans and like, yeah, like right. seriously like uh Jews you do understand that pro Israel means they want to restore your country and rebuild the temple to bring about the end of the world where you live in a pit of fire for fucking ever <laughs> right <laughs> yeah exactly God. but they'll have a chance to repent at the very end though so it's yeah absolutely <laughs> It's going to go great My for God, everyone. Pompeo says at one point, he's like, Trump managed to get Kim Jong-un to the negotiating table. It's like, were other presidents <laughs> having trouble with that? <laughs> and, and lose, he did not add. Yeah. yeah, well, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like, also, we murdered a foreign national under a banner of peace with a bomb. That was pretty cool. Huh? huh? You guys remember huh? that? We, we can build missiles to fight the Russians again, he said, grinning into the television. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna fight the Russians, though. We would. We would do with them what Putin told us to do with them. But still, I we mean, could. I mean, we ended a sixty-five-year treaty that allowed us to overfly Russian airspace and see what. Uh, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> well, Jesus fucking Christ. And and by the way, so because he like everyone else had already said God bless America, so he had to be a little creepier and weirder about it. So he goes at the end of his speech. He says, "May God ritually bless you." And these, what the fuck was that? Yeah, uh, we've we have got to get on like a Christian expert to tell us what that means because, like, usually the word ritually like implies like that that only ever precedes the word sacrifice, right? Right, or murder. <laughs> That's, uh, Son right. of Sam and Mike Pompeo, big fancy yeah. ritual. Yeah. Ugh. All right, so then we get to watch fucking Melania Trump try to English for twenty <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Plus. Uh, I have I have zero notes here. I'm just I'm just gonna just wait. Uh, let Eli handle it. And you know, everyone says like, oh, you know, she speaks five languages. But if we're counting how she speaks English, then I also speak five languages. I speak right. all the languages. <laughs> yeah, I can I can read them that well off a teleprompter. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, like I, honestly, the fact that like none of her lines were "I know you feel helpless, Mister Bond" really <laughs> fucked me up. And there's, I just have a tiny thing with her speech. She has this moment where she's like, "Oh, because of COVID, Americans have come together unlike ever before." And no. We have not no. <laughs> come together for COVID. This is like if Spider-Man had ended with a big race war on the bridge while the Green Goblin <laughs> had murdered Spider-Man. And everyone was like, oh, look at that black son of a man. And then just slowly panned out on a New York City eating itself alive. Well, she says Trump will not rest until the pandemic is solved. And I'm like, well, unless you count golf you yeah, know, right. or an executive time and Fox News. But other than that... It, and sleep, of course. No sleep. I also he, does, he doesn't get his twelve hours. He's very cranky. <laughs> I also love her little summary of uh, her journey to America. She's like, "Yes, my parents worked very hard. I did softcore porn. You know the usual American dream. I look, nothing against softcore yeah. oh, yeah. porn." downright neighborly to do softcore porn. <laughs> Just saying, that's not your story, Melania. Well, she at one point says, without my mother and father, I wouldn't be standing here today. <laughs> nope, that's nailed it. Very well, the only second factual statement. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All the factual ones are tautological, but hey, we'll take them while we can get them. She says, you know, we recently celebrated the 100th anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment, and to, uh, to celebrate that... We only had one speaker on tonight that is on the record against it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And by the way, like I know that they were doing this outdoors because of the pandemic thing and everything, but that meant that there were actual crickets during the Oh, tall Tyler leaving those in. Yeah, yeah. So she tells us some of her best trips were African, and everybody claps because she's done talking. <laughs> yes, well, luckily for us, everyone is still too afraid to touch that bloody cardboard box we sent to the White House addressed to Sarah Huckabee Sanders from her brother. So let's see how the prep for Melania's speech actually went. The squalog janjibar esgrog. The squalog janjibar esgrog. Um, sorry, Mrs. Trump? Oh, hey, Tyler. Hey, baby, you look great. Let me touch your skin. Uh, no, thank you. So fray. Let me touch it. Right. So, no, so your speech, stop. Uh, your speech and debate coach is here. Uh, this is Andrew Torres. Uh, hi, uh, Mrs. Trump. Wow, Andrew Torres. I love your podcast, baby. Wait, you, you listen to opening arguments? Mm-hmm, but I only listen to the briefings. Yeah, that, that's not terrifying. Uh, how, how do we get you anyway? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is this is my community service. Turns out that one of my clients framed me for murder as a prank war. Yikes. Wait, why would he do that? Uh, I, turns out I wouldn't let him buy a billboard advertising that he could fuck away people's COVID-19. Okay, I get it. I get it. We had to do the same thing with the president. Yeah, right, right. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Mrs. Trump, uh, we obviously don't have a ton of time, but if, uh, if we could just go over the basics, I, I think I could, I could get you ready. Uh, don't worry, baby. I know everything I need to know. Guang, dress like you're cosplaying as Kim Jong-un. Wait, 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 no. Touche, touche. Keep your eyes wise, for if the cameras see you to blink, CN Gang can see your thoughts. <laughs> I think that that's literal nonsense. A threesh. Remember to smile. I, uh, look, uh, a smile is useful sometimes. No, no, but no, no, I'm, no. Did not let me finish. <sighs> Remember to smile every time you finish a sentence about death and suffering. Oh, God. I, I should have just let the judge send me to prison. Oh, man. I say that so much. He does. Uh, it's true. Uh, <laughs> let me touch your face. Stop. <laughs> and we're back. And uh, so this brings us to day three, um, which we're going to skip over because any list where Mike Pence is the most interesting goddamn name on it, it's not worth discussing. Oh, okay. thank God. I thought I was going to have to admit I skipped this day. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. We can pretend that we all watched it. Instead of doing day three, in fact, we're actually going to turn to Eli, who's going to get us caught up with a quiz about the speakers we've heard from since the last Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm crushing this. Uh, All right. Yeah, right. So, question. What was I thinking about while Rand Paul was talking? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the time Rand Paul's neighbor kicked his ass. B. The time Rand Paul voted against an anti-lynching bill. Or C. The time Rand Paul's dad called COVID a hoax until his son got it. I'm going to go with A. I have a sneaking suspicion that we've all been thinking about Rand Paul's neighbor kicking his ass ever since it happened. That's true. Correct. Uh, Absolutely. And that's right. good because I have opted out of all questions that require <laughs> me to put myself in the mindset of Eli Bosnick. So. That's good. That's, that's probably wise. All right. Uh, here's a pop quiz on Abby Johnson. Ugh. What did Abby leave out of her heartwarming story? A. When she stole confidential documents and gave them to <laughs> anti-abortion protesters. B, 
The fact that there's absolutely no evidence her story about watching an abortion is true and several of her co-workers say it's an outright lie. Or C, that earlier this year on YouTube, she said that her black adopted son is more likely to commit crimes than her white son. So, again, answering this as general counsel for Puzzle and a Thunderstorm <laughs> LLC, and please, Abby Johnson, if you want to sue us for defamation, bring it the <laughs> fuck sue us, on. Abby Johnson, I will dress yeah. like you. Ugh. I will dress like you. One hundred percent of all three of those answers are one hundred percent correct as a matter of law. And if you don't like it, Abby Johnson, you can go fuck yourself. Ugh, I love right. this job sometimes. That's right. Okay, this next one's a tricky one. Which of the following is more dangerous than Mike Pompeo? A. A sentient nuclear weapon bent on the destruction of the human race. B. A wolf spider that also has COVID-19. Or C, literally nothing you could possibly imagine. <laughs> it's obviously C. You don't have to make them this easy. Honestly. Well done. Well done indeed. And that's going to bring us around to day four, the final day. It got underway, as they all did, with a prayer. Uh, this one was offered by second-generation professional homophobe Franklin Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like how he uses a sort of side note to ask God to stop with the hurricanes and the plagues. He's like, uh, thank you for this great bounty on this nation. Also, if you get to it, the hurricane, plagues, murder hornets, if you could just <laughs> pull it back Christ. a little. I See, to me, all I was thinking was... We Republicans are the party of self-reliant, rugged individualists who pull <laughs> themselves up by their bootstraps. Now, yep. here's yet another person you've never fucking heard of if their last name were Smith. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're more focused on bloodlines than a George Lucas script. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And also, I love the fact that even in his prayer, he cannot make it sound like the country isn't on fucking fire. Let me be clear. <laughs> this man was invoking a magical tripartite Jewish zombie god, and the idea that the country was doing fine was too great a fiction for him to sell. <laughs> However, we do get one absolutely gorgeous moment at the end of the prayer where he goes, we pray for Donald Trump, his wife, his son, Baron... Also, the other ones, you know. <laughs> he has other kids, too. It was like the uh, season two of Gilligan's Island, right? Like, and the rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <sighs> um, and then a fucking Atreyu makes it to Shell Mountain, so we hear from Mitch McConnell, right? <laughs> oh, That's okay. just for you, Andrew. Oh, yeah. No, so, so here's the thing, right? As a, as a published author on baseball strategy, I can tell you that contemporary sabermetrics shows conclusively right like there's a ton of good research about this that the second spot in the lineup is the most important part right it's where you want to put your best hitter and i just can't imagine the republicans doing better than a guy who's currently polling somewhere above surprise kick to the groin but somewhere below <laughs> involuntary root canal surgery sure yeah, yeah. Oh, sure man. also he's gently rocking in the breeze <laughs> the entire oh, oh the old willow i love his attempt at a burn to He's like, the Democrats, they want to tell you what you can think, what you can say, and how many ha hamburgers you can eat. And I was like, oh, Mitch, you can eat as many fucking hamburgers as you want, man. <laughs> this is one of the stupidest fucking attacks. Yeah, it has no basis in reality, but man, are they fucking running with it. 
Um, yeah, but Democrats are fucking, they, they're trying to tell you where you can and can't go during a deadly pandemic. They want to tell you which sources of information are and aren't Russian propaganda. They want to tell you how to live. Right, <laughs> and I also Jeez. love he hedges his bets in his conclusion. He's like, uh, "Please vote for Donald Trump," but, but more importantly, don't let me lose my seat to Amy McGrath. I hate Amy McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he assures us that only Trump can fix the Trump economy, and then we we turn to the most uncanny of Eli impersonations, because it's time for Ben Carson to remind us that brain surgeon is just skull mechanic, and we pretend it's different because cars don't know fear, but it's just skull mechanic. Hello, uh. I'm Ben Carson, and I work here. Please stop asking me for my ID. <laughs> I- I'm, I'm not saying anything because it is obvious none of this is making it to, to the actual <laughs> recording. So, yeah. Jeez, why does Ben Carson always sound like he's explaining shit to a teddy bear? Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the time he is explaining shit to a teddy bear. <laughs> hey, can I quote the mother of yet another black man who was shot by the police when I say, remember when hope and love won the Civil War? Let's try some of that, yo. Yeah, right. No, yeah, he comes out against the shooting of an unarmed black man seven times in the back because he's a Trump appointee. You need to clarify things like that when you're a Trump appointee. <laughs> I'm glad one of them did. Yeah, right? God, Jesus. He goes at one point, he says, Trump is real. I'm like, wow, that's where the bar is. No. <laughs> we found him. Not like my teddy bear friend. <laughs> and by the way, he concludes with a terrifying terrifying by ben carson's standard statement he's like <laughs> do you remember when jesus christ of nazareth prophesied a, a fucking shining city on a hill i think that's america which if i said this about literally any other book except the bible i would be justifiably hospitalized but anyway <laughs> here i am at the rnc <laughs> <sighs> oh wow and then you remember in return of the jedi that little laughing thing that sat next to jabba um oh, yeah. it lurches to the podium turns out to have been rudy giuliani this whole time <laughs> okay what the fuck happened to rudy giuliani he did not always look well, like this <laughs> no so what happened is someone took his precious right and it, he deteriorated quite a bit since then jesus christ the man flubbed his own name <laughs> right? He walks out there and he goes, Hi, I'm... And then he panics. He looks off stage hoping someone can give him the line. line. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, New York is on fire. Godzilla is there and his pants are saggy. Okay. <laughs> for someone who sounds like they are talking through a mouthful of cornbread at all times, for him to call Joe Biden defective is bold. It's right. He has a fucking F lisp somehow. <laughs> you know, and, and all of this is true, but but I have to tell you, this was my personal biggest disappointment of the entire convention, right? Like, I wanted Rudy Giuliani to come out with, like, blow your eyes out crazy. And, like, this was just, you know... <laughs> garden variety crazy mm-hmm. right like not yeah i'm violating attorney client privilege to confess to crimes by my client level of crazy <laughs> that's what i was looking for yeah oh, man. no i, get I it. didn't butt dial anyone during the speech it was <laughs> no, very disappointing yeah, yeah. Th- and then he addresses the black lives matter movement um which he does by listing a number of black people who were killed by non-cops as though 
diluting the total pool of dead <laughs> black people? Like, I don't... What the hell was the point of that? <laughs> what about all the people who died of hot to in the Warsaw Ghetto? Why don't they talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Jesus. All right, so... Uh, we, we wrap him up quick, and, and then it's time for us to move on to Trump's crush, Ivanka Trump. Um, oh, oh my God. She came out to Elton John's I'm Still Standing, and right. I immediately got on Twitter to try and convince Sir Elton to sue the shit out of her. Like, that is <laughs> that is literally one of the most delightful songs of the 1980s, and I could not get over how angry I was. Yeah. Oh my God, it's a it. fucking bridesmaid speech at the RNC. She... <laughs> She talks like the charismatic head of a sorority who turns out to be a drug dealer or a rapist or something. Like, yeah. it's just the fucking worst. Jesus. She says at one point, she's like, one thing about my father is that he says what he thinks. I'm like, well, when he's silent, sure. Like, most of the time, statistically speaking, as much as he's even, most of the time he's not talking. Uh, you know, and and I, I want to pile on here, but like... Guys, th- this is a seriously an impressive political speech, right? Like again, it really was. It's one hundred percent fact free, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you compare to four years ago when you know she was rickrolling us, right? Like it, it, it's it's scary how far she's come, and and the only thing that I feel like is going to save us as a nation is that hopefully the the surname Trump is about to become persona non grata in politics. Because otherwise, like, she's going to be the goddamn vice president in four years. Yeah, uh, yeah like, I, here's how good it was. She managed to throw a bone to QAnon in the middle of it without yeah. it being too yeah. super obvious, yeah. right? Yeah. God, it's yeah. scary. Maybe she'll take oh. that oleandrin and solve the problem for us. Yeah, there you go. She's <laughs> that, is not, she's... that is not the official position of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. These no, are jokes. No, she does it to herself. That's Maybe. Fine. That's yeah, awesome. thank you, um, Noah. <laughs> So, and now it's time for the second longest acceptance speech in the history of America, second only to this same asshole doing his acceptance speech in 2016, Schmuckle Arrange himself. This has been a four-day bar mitzvah, ending with the bar mitzvah boy in question loudly shitting himself instead of doing his Torah portion. (laughs) Although the beginning was quite delightful because nobody told Melania how green screens were. (laughs) She came out on the green screen dress, which was nice. That made the next day a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So, no, I will admit, I did watch this entire goddamn, whatever it was, 80-minute speech or whatever, but I watched it at 1.75 speed. Oh, that's (laughs) super smart. Well, it it makes Donald Trump speak at normal speed. See, I read it. Because I am i don't have 80 minutes in my life ever. I read it, and you get to watch him go rogue, which is really fantastic. Yeah, I, just, uh-huh. I wrote in my note, in the transcript, you can be like, oh, shit, he's going rogue. He's going rogue. Someone dra- dangle Mr. Funny Clown. Dangle Mr. <laughs> Funny Clown. I, I actually timed it, right? Like, it was exactly 26 minutes into the speech. That was the point in which he got as bored giving it as yep. the entire plague-ridden audience was listening to it. <laughs> uh. Wait, let's talk about that fucking plague-ridden audience for a second, too. Because at one point, one of his applause lines says, we will defeat the pandemic. And as he says it, it cuts to this amazingly huge shoulder-to-shoulder maskless crowd of people now <laughs> shouting about how they're going to defeat the pandemic. The fucking cameraman, poor guy, found the two people in masks in that entire goddamn crowd, tried to zoom in on them, but everybody else started standing up and spitting in each other's mouths <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, down their masks. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah, he says, I've done nothing but fight for you on the golf course. We're doing well. We're doing well. <laughs> he also, he says, and this is not the first time somebody said this during the fucking RNC. He says that America is now energy independent. I don't know what that means. So we're all, we're importing the nine million barrels of oil a day for lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he also says, if you look, if you drive a car and you've looked at your gas bill lately, like, look, I get it, <laughs> I get it. Donald Trump was a millionaire at age eight, right? He has right, never yeah. driven a car a day in his entire privileged fucking life. He's had a driver, but like. You'd think somebody would have vetted that teleprompter and be like, the gas stations do not bill you, Mr. President. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, they don't bill you. So it's free. It's like one of those. It, it's a gift bag. Like when you go to an award show. Got it. Got it. Take note. Jesus. Uh, That's probably Jesus. why they didn't. They're like, you know, yeah, what? it's right. going to get worse yeah. if we try yeah, to right. fix it. Yeah. Uh, um, then, he, he, then he riffs he, a little bit on who was the president for these first four years, because that guy fucking sucked, whoever that yeah, guy was. Right. <laughs> Right, well, that's the whole fucking thing, right? He is obviously running as somehow, like, not the incumbent. <laughs> right? He keeps saying, like, he the, the entire theme seems to be only Trump can fix Trump's America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything more perfectly representational of Trump than the fact that he did not change his slogan from Make America Great Again. <laughs> like, you see signs that say, Keep America Great, but he... He has not changed it. That's the thing is he tried. He's just too dumb to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So I got to talk about this at the end of his fucking speech here, right? Because at the very end, after all of this, the Democrats are coming for your suburbs and your windows and all that other dumb bullshit that he said through the, for 80 goddamn minutes. He closes his speech as though he was tossing out a punchline by saying... And I quote, and that's the unifying agenda that will bring this country together. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Jesus. fuck you, and fuck you. Anyways, that's why I'm a uniter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy fucking shit. All right. So that was it. Four nights. We've squeezed it into about an hour and a half. I'm sure it'll be sh shorter than that after the edit. I've... I'm pretty sure Andrew's going to make me take out a bunch of the shit that Eli said there. So, All right, so but before we get to the wrap-up here, Eli, I believe you've got one final quiz for us. Oh, indeed I do. All right, gentlemen. First up, why won't God return Franklin Graham's prayers? Hey, his son is gay, and he doesn't appreciate the way Graham talks about gay people. <laughs> B, he's still waiting for his COVID test outside of Graham's tent in Central Park. <laughs> or C, he doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm, you know, professionally speaking, I kind of have to go with C. That oh, is correct. Yes. Okay. Yes, good. Is. Good. Glad. Glad to hear it. All right. Why was Ben Carson's speech so late in the RNC schedule? A. He takes stairs everywhere now. No exceptions. <laughs> B. It's a way longer walk to the stage through the colored entrance to the White House. Oh God. <laughs> or C. The Republicans, much like Ben Carson, forgot who Ben Carson was. Yeah, that's, that one's definitely B. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Well done. Correct. Uh, next one. What is Rudy Giuliani obviously being magically turned into? A, a less subtle goblin at Gringotts Bank. B, one of the diamonds from the movie Uncut Gems. <laughs> 
Or C, my son dressed as the mobster Elton John owes money to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, it's your gringots. Yeah, absolutely. Very much true. Very much true. Okay. And then last, but definitely not least, the most important question of our quiz. Who is everyone listening to this fucking podcast going to vote for? A. Joe Biden, because he is the only possible person to be elected president in 2020 besides Donald Trump. B. Joe Biden, no matter what bullshit third party vote trading Twitter Instagram thread their shitty cousin sends them. Uh, that's a good C. One. Joe Biden, because if they don't, Heath and I will literally come to their house and jump up and down on their balls until they die. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave in C. So yeah. yeah well, some of them don't have balls. So let's 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 be a little more inclusive on what you're gonna kill them with. Okay. <laughs> balls and or labia. That's right. Secret answer D. Balls and or labia. That is correct. <laughs> Noah takes it. Congratulations, Noah. You win. <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of winners, uh, I wanted to close off very quickly here uh, by nominating a few winners and losers from the convention at large. So uh, do we have any winners who who won over the Yes. Uh, The good folks over at Evan Williams who make a surprisingly (laughs) drinkable cheap bourbon that you and and possibly I can purchase in quantities large enough to get you through this entire four days. <laughs> Evan Williams bourbon. Buy the black label and a goddamn funnel because you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I took the obvious answer. I think the winner from, from this convention was obviously Heath. Uh, great job being born at exactly the right weekend. Yeah. 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 yeah well done. One. I was going to go with cancel culture for defeating ISIS. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, all right. So obviously the follow up to that would be who the losers are. Oh, uh, Herschel Walker's friends. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I went with my liver. Oh, nice. Well done. Well done. Related. Um, I was going to go with Mike Lindell. Yeah. Right there. My pillow guy. Who the hell did he piss off? Oh, Dana really White good. got the invite. He didn't. Yeah. Um. All right. And finally, the most important question, other than the one that Eli asked at the end of his quiz, what did we learn? from the convention. For example, uh, I learned that Donald Trump will do a much better job than the asshole who's in the White House right now. Yeah. Uh, I learned that Joe Biden has the only basement Republicans obsess over more than the one at Comet Ping Pong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So you guys, you guys each stole mine. So I'll, I'll add that I learned that Donald Trump has apparently been on base since March or something. So only the pre-COVID stuff counts, you know. My God, the presidential mulligan. There's so many people were like, and before COVID, he acts like, I'm like, we're after COVID. You guys know that, right? Who would elect a president to respond to a national crisis? Come on. Yeah, right, right, exactly. There was a timeout going the entire time since January. All right, well, tell you what, on that note, we're going to close it out better late than never. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. Thanks to Andrew Torres, who you can hear more of by checking out the Opening Arguments podcast, which you will find linked on the show notes. And a big thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money on our donation page at patreon.com skeptocrat, just like all the people who did that, who will be thanked next time by name, and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people. If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, you can check out more dick jokes free of charge by checking out our brother and sister show 
just the scathing ADS got off of movies D&D minus and citation needed available wherever podcasts live we just have one last thing let's compliment that penis special thanks to Ryan Slot and people drafts on Mars he's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today which were used with permission you should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Oh, are we shitting on Heath? I got a lot. I wait. I have a. I have a folder in Google Drive. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.